0: Let's just ask the Lord's blessing on his word, just in a word of prayer. Let's pray. Our gracious God and our loving Heavenly Father again, we come before thee this evening and we have much to pray about this evening, which we will enter into a season of just in a few moments. But Father, we give thee thanks that we are able to come here this evening, even on this uh, very cold evening. And we realize that many that would normally be here are down in Melbourne and have attended the funeral and uh, we'd be there with the family even at this time and so our Father we you commit and commend them unto thee but Father the need of this hour right now here is that you would bless us through your word undertake for the speaker hiding behind the cross that no man might be seen save Jesus only we'll be careful to give thee the praise and the glory in our Saviour's precious and worthy name Amen. Amen May I please turn to Psalm 46 psalm 46 and for the sake of time we'll just read from verse uh, 7 onwards uh, 7 to 11 psalm 46 and verse 7 psalm 46 and verse 7 says this the lord of hosts is with us and we should all be shouting out amen amen (laughs) (laughs) the lord of hosts is with us and praise god for that he is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Then it says Selah. Now, what does Selah mean? Crescendo. Crescendo. Okay. Uh, coming to a, kind of a climax and so forth. It's something that's uh, up there. It's, uh, you're right on the pinnacle of what they're trying to say. Uh, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Praise God. That's what it is. Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Amen. Amen. Folks, let me just say this. Well, let me ask a question first. What what does God expect of us? What, What is God's expectations of his children? To be servants, very good. Slightly. To obey, be faithful. Be faithful. Our reasonable servants. Our reasonable. All good answers, and, and virtually we're going to look at those things tonight, because uh, tonight we're looking at the bees in Scripture. But let me say this: that God's commands are always in the imperative. Now, if you young people, and there are some here this evening. Uh, what does the word imperative mean? Can anybody tell me what imperative means? Maybe a school teacher somewhere. What does imperative mean? Imperative. imperative. Okay. God's commands are always in the imperative sense. It means that we have no choice. Simple as that. We have no choice. They must be accomplished to be in God's will. To accomplish God's will, we need to obey. Uh, to accomplish God's will, we need to be faithful. To accomplish God's will, we need to do all those things that were mentioned earlier on. It's imperative that we do that. It's essential that we do that. And as Christians here tonight, we not only love our Lord Jesus, but we ought to love and obey his commands. We're going to look at several things, time permitting, I may mean, not go through them all. Uh, God expects of us. And they all start with the word B. B E. B. Our first command, if you like, our first exhortation, our first uh, expectation that God expects of us is found in Leviticus 20 and verse 7. Now, you don't need to turn to these, you can if you wish. But Leviticus 20 and verse 7 says this, Sanctify yourselves therefore and be ye holy for I am the Lord your God. So God expects his children to be holy. Folks, our God is perfect holiness and he wants us, his children, to be holy. wants us to be Christ-like. Now 1 Peter 1 verses 13 to 16 says, Be ye holy in all manner of conversation. And we use that word conversation and we know what it means when it's in the Bible. That word conversation is not just talking one with the other as we use it today. I had a conversation with Ross when I came in today. It's more than that. The word conversation means our manner of living takes in the whole gamut of our life. It's our manner of living. It's our behavior. It's everything we do. It's everything we say. God wants us to be holy in all manner of conversation. Now folks, let me just say this. Holiness is not some outdated or old-fashioned way of life. You know, sometimes when we talk about the old days or our forefathers or even going back to the patriarchs, we would say, well, they were holy men. It's not just old-fashioned. It's not just from an, a long time ago. God wants us to be holy today. And we can be holy today. God does not ask us to do something that is not possible it is possible for us to be holy today. It is something that God has for us. And these days, he wants us to live God-fearing, holy lives, which are totally surrendered to him. Sometimes we use the word sanctified, which means set apart. And you cannot be sanctified and set apart if you're not living a holy life. Folks, God gives his best. And expects the best from us. I don't think I'm speaking to just the men folk. Quite a few ladies here tonight. Uh, in 1 Peter 3 and verse 5 it says this. For after this manner in the old time the holy women also who trusted in God. And it goes on to say some things. For after this manner in the old time holy women. So. Holiness is not just for men. It applies to the ladies as well. Holy women. In Second Peter 1 and verse 21 it says this. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Holy women. Holy men. One Peter two five says this: Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ, holy priesthood. And then we haven't got time. But Second Timothy one nine, we're called by a holy calling. Hebrews three one. Calls us holy brethren. Romans 12.1, which was already mentioned by Brother Rose, I think, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. And so God calls us holy men, holy women, holy priesthood with a holy calling. Be ye holy, for I am the Lord your God. So our first B is be holy. The second exhortation to God's children is found in Psalm 46 and verse 10. That's the chapter we read earlier or part of. In verse 10 it says, Be still. Be still and know that I am God. God's command here, in a sense, is a a strange one. He says, Be still. Be still. In the context it means Don't run ahead of God. Concentrate on him. Take note, take it in, think about it, reflect on it, be still and know that I am God. Sometimes, folks, we are inclined to run ahead and do our own thing and not concentrate on our God and our Saviour The Lord Jesus Christ It's similar to what the Lord said to the disciples. uh, Come yourselves uh, apart and rest a while. No, don't get caught up with the the hype of the world. Sometimes it's good to come aside, get into the closet, get into the secret place, get into somewhere where you can think and be still and think about the things of God. Folks, sometimes it's good to stop and uh, just think about the blessings that God has given us. And as I, um, we're hardly watching television now these days. It's just too morbid and and, uh, some of the things that they're showing you, uh, we ought not to be watching. But when I do see the things that are on there, we just praise God for the blessings we have. And folks, not many of you, if any, have been to war-torn countries. Now, I can't say much about that. Uh, I was brought up in Ireland. I was brought up in Belfast. Uh, I've had uh, bullets shot at me. I've had bombs go off not far from me. The Lord protected. And uh, I know what it's like to be in a semi-war situation. We need to be very thankful for where we are at the moment. Uh, this is the greatest country in the world. Vic and I do a little bit of traveling, just a little bit. Uh, but this is the greatest country in the world. There's no doubt about it. Think about God's blessings, about the needs of this church. That's what we need to think about. This church has needs. Uh, Think about the needs of our pastor and his wife. All right, they've traveled down to Melbourne, uh, and Pastor Jacob, who's sick, has ministered at the funeral. Uh, And Sister Jill has just lost her father, and her mother's very sick. And we as a church need to think about those things and see... What we can do to meet their needs. We're all one. We're one in Christ. We're a family. And think of how uh, we could meet others' needs within the church. Be still. Reflect. Think about these things. This is what God wants us to do. Folks, we're living in an age where we're taught to think of self. I'm not mentioning any names, but there was a lady in Benella Church who was going on fire for the Lord walking with the Lord and she had a bit of extra weight so she started going to these clubs and these clubs started to teach her self-image and before you know it she's ringing up and saying I don't want anything else to do with the church And uh, we tried to contact her we tried to do things and she wasn't going to have a bar of it because it was all self-image. And the church was not going to teach you that. And so, anyhow, what they were taught was they they have a a self-image saying. They say, there are three uh, most important things that you need to think about and that's me, myself, and I. And that's anti-God. That's anti christian But that's the way the world teaches. It's not God's way. God's word says, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. In other words, hey, look for the needs in others' lives. That's what it means. Be still and know that I am God. Stop. Appreciate. Take note. Take it in. Folks, God, as I was putting this together, I was saying, God is working in you. God is working in me. He's conforming us to the image of his own dear son. And sometimes we just need to allow God to do his work. Now, isn't it marvelous that God took six days to create the heaven and the earth and all the stars and the moon and all the the starry host out there. And yet, he's continually working in us. We are a complex creature and he's working on us, conforming us into the likeness of his own dear son. So that when he looks down and he sees us as a Christian, it's like the potter boiling up that gold and all the dross comes to the surface and he takes the dross off and the master sees a reflection of himself when he looks down upon us because we're covered with the imputed righteousness of Christ. Jeremiah eighteen six says this Behold as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in mine. Romans nine twenty one hath not the potter power over the clay? Folks, with our human nature, even as Christians we are so inclined to run ahead of the Lord. Be still and know that I am God. Take time to listen. Take time to listen to that still small voice saying. This is the way, walk ye in it. And so, as we come to God's house even this evening, may there be a stillness in our souls as we go to him, before him in prayer. The third one is, be sober. Please turn to 1 Peter chapter 5, 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. And you know this one well. It's a well-known uh, scripture. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. It says, Be sober. Be vigilant. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking Whom he may devour. You know, sometimes whenever I read scripture and I try to teach this to the Benelites, it's good to go through a verse like this, and just in your own mind emphasize maybe two words. And to go through a verse like this, you would have to probably read it six or seven times. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil. And so you'll get the whole meaning when you do it that way. And you'll emphasize every word and you'll see what the word of God is saying to us. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. That word devour means to rip in pieces. And folks, the devil is out to get Christians The devil is out to get our young people to rip them apart. And he'll do it through the school process. He'll do it through friends. I dare say he would even do it through some family means. Be careful, because your adversary the devil walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And on Sunday we saw that he is like, he's transformed into an angel of light. And even his ministers are transformed into angels of righteousness. And they're standing behind pulpits like this each and every week. Be careful. Be sober. It means to know what you're about. It means that you know what you believe spiritually Be sober. Be clear-minded. It means not to allow your mind to get clogged up with the things of the world. You see, it's using the word sober as opposed to drunkenness. Now, drunkenness is to do with alcohol and so forth. But we're not talking about those things. We're not talking about staying away from alcohol, okay? This soberness is to be clear-minded, to have clear thoughts, to know where you stand before a holy God. Please turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verses uh, 2 to 6. Chapter 5. Okay, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and 2 to 6. Okay. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape but ye brethren are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief ye are all the children of light and the children of the day and are not of the night nor of darkness therefore let us not sleep as do others but let us watch and be sober to be sober is to allow the light of God to shine in knowing that we're not in the night we're in the day So that we can see more clearly. Light lets you see more clearly. Be sober and watch. On the other hand, I mentioned drunkenness. A drunk man has no control. And unfortunately there's too many of them on our roads. Causing too many accidents. A drunk man is in no control of himself. Physically, mentally, emotionally. Quite often drunkenness leads to criminal activities. It can cause loss of life. It can cause abuse. It can cause homes breaking up. But as I said, this is not so much what we're talking about here. It's not to stay away from the drink, which hopefully we do, but this is to be sober-minded, clear-minded, To have proper thoughts. To have control of our mind. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Be holy. Be still. Be sober. Now please, Revelation chapter 2 and verse 10. And we'll make this the last one. I had two of the others. But Revelation chapter 2 and verse 10. that says this. Fear none of those things which shall which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you in prison, that ye may be tried. And ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be faithful. Be thy faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. So our fourth B is be faithful. Be faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. And folks, the Lord exhorts us to be faithful, even unto death, to be faithful. Now, in the country in which we live in, praise God, and we are not threatened with death. But today, many people are. And you will hear the LGBTQY side of things, whatever it is. And today you'll hear the minority shouting the loudest. But where's the news media about all the Christians who are being murdered all over the world? It's not good news. Where's the media about the bombs flying into Israel? No, they're looking at the Palestinians and say, oh, they're badly off. But they don't talk about the hundreds of missiles that Russia's supplying them with to send into Israel. faithfulness. We're not tried for our faith. Oh, sometimes we have little trials and tribulations that come our way. go over to some of the missionaries in some of the dangerous parts of the world and ask them how they're tried. Have a look in India, which we never hear much about, where they're burned to death for their faith. Have a look in China where they're put in a hole and never seen again for their faith. We know nothing about faithfulness. And yet, let me say this, God wants us to be faithful in such things as we have. And praise God, that's the best we can do. We can only be as faithful with the things that God has given us we can't be faithful unto death, as it were, but we can be faithful with what God has given us. See, what does faithfulness mean? Well, you know what faith means, don't you? F-A-I-T-H, forsaking all, I trust him fully. Okay, that's faithfully. Faithfully. Faithfulness is trusting God fully. And in Proverbs 27, verse 6, it says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend. I used to get very upset if somebody told me something that I didn't like in my life or that they didn't like in my life. But I, God willing, have learned uh, not to take umbrage at a known friend if he tells you the hurtful truth. And sometimes we need to be told that. Count a friend like that, faithful. One who will come alongside you and say, Brother, I think you're a bit egotistical, oh, is that the way I come across? Then I will have to make allowances in my life. I will have to make amends in my life. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. At least 22 times faith is used in relation to the Old Testament saints in Hebrews 11. Go home and read it sometime. Maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow. But it talks about the heroes of the faith. 33 to 34 talks about the victories of the faith. 35 to 39 talks about the endurance of the faith. Folks, it's required of stewards to be found faithful. Be holy. Be still. Be sober. Be faithful amen let's pray our gracious god and our loving heavenly father again we give thee thanks for thy word we we thank thee for the simplicity of it yet the profoundness of it uh, certainly means a lot to us we ask lord that we might be be holy and be still and be faithful and so forth we ask lord as we enter into a season of prayer now that you go before us and be with us touch our lips Uh, may it be seasoned with salt as it were that we might speak the things you would have us to speak father we just pray that you would undertake for us now in jesus name Amen. amen amen